Hey guys, this is Jeff Sullivan. Uh, what I remember most about Arlington High uh, was not being the other Jeff Sullivan, but it was attending my very first field hockey game, not knowing what in the world was going on or what we were watching, but there was some pretty hot freshman girls that Chris O'Neill and I wanted to go follow. And being 10 yards away from Elena Visas as she took a field hockey ball and broke every tooth in the front of her mouth. And to this day, every time I see a sports injury, I can hear Ellen's teeth shattering right in front of me. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another exciting episode of the Ponder This podcast. I have a gentleman sitting across from me who made the trek down from the great state of Maine. I'm excited that he took a day off playing hooky so he could come and uh, catch me up to what he's been up to. Uh, I mentioned his daughter, Summer, earlier in an episode about uh, my son, William. So I don't know if I'll actually reveal his name or just say, hey, everyone, uh, please welcome to the Ponder This Podcast, Summer's dad. <laughs> well, thanks, Tim. Uh, I do appreciate you not calling me the other Jeff Sullivan. <laughs> Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Did you just say the other Jeff Sullivan? Listen, everybody, welcome to the Ponder This Podcast, the other Jeff Sullivan, he loves to be referred to. Yeah, and as of uh, December 10th, we're not going to ever say that again. He's going to be referred to as the other Jeff Sullivan. Wow. <laughs> he did say he was going to bring uh, bring the heat, so I'm excited to find out what that what that means because he told me he was going to start blowing shit up. Uh, again, Summer, sorry. That's quite an embellishment. Summer, sorry for the uh, foul language. But uh, seriously, Jeff, how are you? Tim, I'm doing awesome. And I'm so glad to be here with you. And you mentioned my daughter. She is the number one reason I have an in-studio with you right now. Well, that's uh, any reason to get you down here is uh, is a success story in my book, Jeff. So uh, thank you, Summer. And I'll stop mentioning your name now because <laughs> you're probably going to lose it. Um, but seriously, I appreciate you coming down. We, we've been chatting back and forth. You've been very gracious um, with your comments and feedback. I know you've been tuning in. We chatted a little bit before I hit the record button about how uh, this has been great for you. Um, has, you, you, you. You've reconnected with a bunch of people, and I'm, I'm honestly, I'm thrilled to hear that. So Yeah, I mean, as of today, I told you, 27 people that I've connected with that I just pretty much never thought I'd ever hear from again. And here yeah. we are talking again. So you, you, didn't, you didn't write them off, but you just no, thought of like, not. no, no, no. You just yeah. thought like, hey, I'll... You you never thought a second yeah. about it, so I think it's great that. Uh, so kudos to you guys for uh, doing what this podcast was intending or is intending to do, which is uh, like I, I always say, but reconnect everybody and get get everybody back chatting and reminiscing and uh, walking through the park and reminiscing. Yeah, it's been a crazy year, huh? Absolutely, I'm happy that my kids are in school five days a week. You know, for their just just be social. I mean, this last spring was brutal. And yeah. I know that everyone out there is, is dealing with it in their own way. I mean, most of us are, have kids that are at home, and I, I get it. I see it. And just to have them in school, is it means 
so much to them just to be social again. So you're a little north of the border, right? They won't let they won't let us cross state lines to go to the state of Maine so that you guys yeah. can so you can go to school in person. So tell me a little bit about where you're living these days. Yeah, so uh never ever thought that I would ever wind up living in Maine. But um my the little things that happen in life kind of bump you and nudge you in one direction and here I am, living in Maine for now 18 years. It's a beautiful state. Oh, I, I mean, it. you know. I love it. And someone asked me about, you know, living in Maine, someone from if Massachusetts, like, what's it like up there? And I say, it's a lot like Arlington. Geographically, it's it's way spread out. It's about four or five times the size of Arlington. But yep. the people in Wells are tremendous. They're just, they remind me so much of the people in Arlington. The, the coaches my kids have had, the way that they interact with everybody, the way you kind of just bump into somebody everywhere you go, you know somebody in town. It's just, it's really a small town. I mean, I know when you go up there in the summer, it's loaded. Yeah. You get, you get it swells to 10 times the population, but there's really only seven, 8,000 people in that town. Oh, geez. About the size of my town. Yeah. Yeah, I'm in uh, southeastern Mass. Don't know if I can pick that on a map. Too. Yeah, I'm sorry. listen, southeastern Mass, a uh, little town of Dighton, farming town, but uh, seventy five hundred people. So yeah, yeah, I can I can relate. But we don't blow up in the summer like Wells Beach does. So yeah, and I'm on the west side of uh, of the the uh, main turnpike, so I don't have to deal with all the traffic in the summertime and all that nonsense. So well, that's good, right? Nice. That's yeah, that helps you out a little bit. Um, so what have you been up to, Jeff? I, I, again, I appreciate you coming down. You were all excited to sort of reminisce. Um, you know, I remember you as just honestly, like uh, one of the nicest kids in, in high school. I think you really got along with everybody. Uh, I know you played some hockey. Um, you know, you talked about living not on the other side of the tracks, but being like a St. Agnes kid. So my family started at St. James, but at one point yeah. made, made the transition to St. Agnes. And I actually really loved uh, that parish. So um, what, what was life a little bit like for you growing up in Arlington? And then, you know, what have you been up to? What did you do post post graduating? So post graduation was actually, uh, I didn't know what the hell I was going to do. Okay. I, I could tell you what I wasn't going to do was go to college. Okay. I was not going to college. It was the first kind of man-to-man conversation my father had to me around junior year. And he said, look, I am not going to spend money for you to go to college and just piss it away. Right. Like, I see what you're not doing in school. I know you're capable of more, but there's no chance I'm spending my money for you to go to college if you're going to continue down, you know, not doing your work or taking it seriously. Okay. But I did not take academics in high school seriously. I did just enough to be eligible to play hockey, and that was pretty much it. And to get a degree, to, you know what I mean, like yeah. to get the diploma and at I the think end. I, and I think I barely eked out the degree. To be really, honest with you. yeah, my I I I hated school. I hated school work, not school. I yeah, loved yeah, the yeah. social, you know, going to school, and I, you know, all the friends that I had. I hardly ever took a book home. I did everything, all my tests, everything. I just did on the fly. Yeah, and. See, no I don't, commitment I don't, at all to academics. Yeah, but I didn't picture you as it, that type of no kid in, in high school, really. I, no one did. Yeah. You know, it's either you want to go play street hockey or you want to, you know, write your English essay. I'm going to play street hockey. Who were you playing street hockey with? Yeah, what crew were you hanging oh, with at man, that time? These guys are awesome. And I would love to get these guys together and just uh, strap on the blades and go play hockey again for, for just one day. Yep. But like Jeff Mead, Dave Thayer, Eddie Orr, Brian Ronan. Uh, Jamie Woods, yep, that whole crew, yeah, like okay. Coughlin, yeah, yeah, that's why I figured we did that every day. As soon as if if there was no snow on the ground, we were playing hockey on the streets. 
that's nothing wrong with that. No, so I was more of the baseball pickup games and, and stick ball and wiffle ball. Well, stick and, ball and, was huge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Between playing at Bishop or up at Pierce, like we. Uh, all yeah. the time. Um, but I think my biggest high school hockey accomplishment was making sure Jeff Mead made it to practice on time. <laughs> I mean, I was like maybe the last guy picked. I'm not sure for that high school team yep. our senior year, which was a fantastic team. I mean, mm-hmm. look at all the kids that went on to play in college or, you know, even in the pros. Right. Or, or like Jeff Mead over, I forget how many years he played in Europe. In Europe, yeah, like yeah, that. yeah. Um, but there was no, I mean, there was no scouts coming to, to take me to not even any Division three school. I mean, I probably, if they saw my my uh, my grades, they would say, yeah, this kid's not going to do it. You know? <laughs> right, right, right. So have a, after having that conversation with my father, I think that the following week we had our SATs, and I remember sitting in the taking the SATs and not even reading the questions. I'm just going down the road, just circling things. When in so doubt, when in doubt, I couldn't even understand when the in doubt, pick C. Yeah, something like that. It was like something, some kind of pattern. I were you even at least trying to copy off the person next to you? Or you no, just, no. no, I had no interest. I, I had something to do later on that day. Oh boy! And I just wanted to get the hell out of there. Jeez, again, I got to be honest. I don't, I don't mean to keep repeating myself, but I would have never pictured you as this. Uh, <laughs> Because, I don't know, you come across as like a little choir boy, you know what I mean? A little blonde. Those are guys you got to watch out for. I know. So, you know, graduation comes and uh, all you guys are going off to college. Yep. I went to Minuteman Tech as a post-grad in their electrical wiring program. Okay. Okay, so that was, my dad was in the trades. Yep. Um, Wasn't crazy about it, but my dad says, you know, you got to do something. You know, you're not going to sit around and, you know, do nothing. Yeah, yeah, You can't you, play video games or whatever. Yeah. You got to move on with something. So I reluctantly did that program. Hated it because it's basically like you're going back to high school. Yeah, yeah. And that's not fun when you're 19 years old and sure. you're going back and you're not treated any differently than. But the program itself was actually good. I just was, at the, you know, now being an adult, I can look back and say, I just what didn't have the self-confidence. I didn't have the self-discipline to really put an effort into just to about ap- anything. To apply yourself yeah. to actually what you were doing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So in that program, you know, you do a, a full year of, uh, of shop work and you're teaching you all the basics. Make sure you don't kill yourself out of there <laughs> in the field. So in the second year, you are an intern, uh, a work study or something, whatever they called it, I forget. But it was um, you worked for a week. And you went to school for a week. And right. Worked for a week and went to school for a week. It was a two-year program. I hated it so much. I finished it in a year and a half, and I just wanted to get the hell out of there. But during that time, i i had a I have an uncle who was just a fitness nut. Like it's just whatever is new and exciting, he was going to do. And he kind of sensed that I was drifting. Yep. And he was running these road races all the time. He was always running, so he, he would call me up and say, "Hey, you want to come run this road race?" I'm like, nah, nah, nah. That's I did run my freshman year at Arlington High. I hated it. My sister Kelly might still have the two record, two mile record at the school. I don't know, but I know she was a good runner. Okay, and I always felt like, and she, I did well in she, that, that freshman year. And I well, think it was with Mark Season actually was on that team. Oh man! So when you said freshman his name, yeah, yeah, probably it brought me right back. I'm like, I remember that kid running through monotony. Yeah, he used to do uh, this thing called orienteering. I was like, what the hell is this? But he brought it with him from Europe. Uh, he'd run through the woods with a compass and he'd have to do all sorts of crazy crap. Yeah. And when you said his name, it just took me right back. I'm like, yeah, I remember that kid. right? Yeah. Away. And I can't, I mean, I think Frankie Powers ran. Yeah, he did. Yeah. And, um, but anyway, I hated it. it, it 
next year. I, I Jeff, guess, is there anything you like? I mean, uh, did no. you come to talk to me there. about yep, everything you? Oh, you are. I, you're building. As, you're building to something I, you like. As I am, you know, plodding through and yeah. not really finding any joy in, in just about anything. Right. I realized um, I got to kind of smarten up here. Like something's going to happen. So anyway, back to my uncle. He, he kind of finally, I I said, okay, I'll go. I'm going to go do a road race with you. Okay. This was in night. It was the summer of 1990 in July and. It was a 10-mile race, but I didn't know that. He's like, yeah, just come. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I throw on my tennis shoes, and off I went. I thought I was going to die. Yeah, blisters yeah. later and whatever. And But there's two. I have two real ri- vivid memories of, of my running career, and one of them was that day, and I'm plodding through, like, the last mile, and this woman come up behind me and just blew me away. I mean, she just went flying past me. And I thought, what the hell? It's wrong. Like, here I am. I'm 19 years old, right. 18 years old. I should be able to kick this woman's ass. Like, what is it about this sport that's... You sexist pig. You I know, right? Ahead. It's so chauvinistic. But I was like, <laughs> come on, I'm pretty fit. Like, I could do this, right? But no. Um, when I left there, I'm like, I think I might actually enjoy this. I might have finally found something that I enjoy doing. Was like, it because she was cute and you were like, I got to go catch up with part, her? Or? She was more like... 40 years old. Okay. And she was just a well-known, I'd come to find out she was a really well-known runner yep. collegiately and all that. And, okay. Um, but that, that I still have that memory of when she passed me and I thought, I'm going to, I'm going to try this. I'm going to give this a whirl. So go home next day, get up, go for a run. It was more like a waddle. You know, I could hardly even move. Right. But, uh, start doing these, just like reading runner's world. I didn't know anything what I'm doing. So, I finally started to get some confidence in this sport. And I think, okay, this is, this is great. Um, the, my girlfriend at the time was still in high school. Okay. okay Emily Allen, uh, is her maiden name. She's married now. Still lives in Arlington, I think. But she, um, so it was kind of like, as, as someone who doesn't know what they're doing, but I was pretty like, I don't know. I just found comfort in just being, you know, that was what I was doing. I was just sure. like hanging around with her, and, and it was great. Yeah, yeah. You, you know, were kind of setting your ways. She was, yeah. she, was a, she was an awesome person, and um, you know she was really smart. And a weird thing happened. She was she was getting ready for SATs, and he, you said, "Do you she, need a study buddy?" Well, I said to her, "I said, you know, she's going to take a class on yeah, SATs." Yeah. So here I am, I'm two years now out of right. out of uh, high school. I took my SATs again. I took a course. Yeah, and I, study, and I like actually an essay, like, like an SAT I study course. My, like, like I'm, I don't know of anybody that went back out of high school and took their SATs again. Right, but I did really well. Uh, I forget what the it was like a like ten fifty or something. But for me, that was good. Like no, I, no, yeah, know. that's that's better than the four hundred you get for just putting your name on the on yeah. the list. Yeah, I'm yeah. back in high school with all these juniors. You know, they graduated at ninety two and take my SATs and. Uh, I remember when I get the results of the mail in the, in the note that says, you know, normally we give this to your guidance counselor or something, but since you're a, since you're an a adult, little late to the yeah, game, yeah. we're going to mail them to you. So I take it, throw it in, the, in my desk, and that was it. And fall of that year, she had graduated. She was up at UNH. I'm sitting at my kitchen table. My parents were away for the weekend, and there was a map on the kitchen table. It was open to New Hampshire. And I'm looking at it, and I was like, Keen. I think Derek Thompson goes to Keene State. I think I'm going to take a ride up there and surprise him. Like, and he and I weren't really close, but I was just bored. I had nothing to do. I'm like, I'm going to go say hi to Derek. Okay. I had never been to Keene. Diddle and I know he was gone. He had already done that experience yep. and, and taken off. So yep. I uh, I went there, walked around. Now, Keene is a beautiful city. It is. Uh, it's not 
so great when you're like, you know, a young adult, but it's, uh, it was awesome college town. I knocked on the coach of the cross country, I knocked on his door, introduced myself and said, hey, I'd like to come up here and run. You know, I'm thinking about coming here. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, next year. And he's like, oh, yeah, what are your times? I'm like, um, <laughs> I don't really know. Like, yeah. he's, he's like, how fast can you run a mile? I, like, I don't know. Is it, do you want to go out to the track? <laughs> I don't know. So I, uh, I got an application. I went home, filled it out, and then I got accepted to Keene State. And as a 21-year-old. Yeah. So it's a little strange. You no, know? that's all right. You took yeah. a detour. Took and a then- detour. One thing he did was he gave me something to – uh, he gave me like a, the first time I had ever had somebody say, okay, this is what I want you to do for a workout. I followed that thing to a T mm-hmm. and he would call me and say, what are your times? And I would say, okay, this is my times." He said, oh, okay. You know, you, you seem like a nice guy. It's not half bad. Yeah, yeah. Team, that's you know? not half bad. Yeah. Um, you can buy beer for everybody. Exactly. After, <laughs> yeah, there was, uh, after practice. More than one occasion. I was, I, I actually, it, I thought long and hard about being, going into the dorms, but as, because 21 is, it's a little weird, but I actually, they ruled me up with another 21-year-old who was doing the same thing from Maine. Um, so it worked out great. Right, we, right. We sort of kept to ourselves for the most part. But once the freshman kids caught wind that I'm, there's a couple of 21-year-olds. Well, you're a young-looking guy anyway. <laughs> true, you know, you, you probably didn't want to be the creepy old man on campus. But at the same time, you you do. You have like a bit of a baby yeah. face or whatever. Like, a, you know, Definitely. You, you're a little bit younger looking. So, uh, um, so anyway, at, so I get up there at Keene State and – you know, the first cross-country race we do, I get just swallowed up. It's at Bryant College, you know. Yep. And, but I was hooked on it, you know. And I just, like, I, I know I have something in this sport. Now, who's who's paying for college? Are you uh, paying? or Mostly you, me, but my parents, you know, thankfully. Fully supported I, what you were doing. My totally and, supportive. Which is great. And helped out. I, and, I, I'm not, you know, my dad understood that I had grown up a little bit. And I was going right. to really put some at, effort into it. And I got great grades. You know, it's like. Good for I you. did major. Uh, you know, you could tell Coach Toomey. He picked the wrong school. You know, Keene State does have gym. So I was. That's <laughs> I got funny. You majored in, in, in gym and fitness. I'm going to touch my toe in the water here. I'm not going to, you know, I don't want to go into pre-med. Yep. I'm just going to take yep. it easy. Yep. <laughs> Little did I know. It's like kinesiology, exercise yeah, physiology, anatomy, uh, physio- all this stuff. And I'm like, oh, man, this is a little bit more than I was expecting. But I loved it. Um, but kind of kept to myself outside of the team. My teammates were awesome. And so. I uh, I ended up making the varsity team. Okay. I was like the last guy on the team my freshman year. And then it just took off. Like, And I was able to – I would I became a Division II NCAA All-American my junior year. For real? For real. That's amazing. That yeah, was pretty funny, right? But I still – it just didn't cra- – it didn't scratch the itch, you know, because in cross-country you have – they take the top five runners and uh, – I was second on the team in that that day, uh, but I just didn't quite. It wasn't. It didn't really fill the void that I okay. was looking for. So I just went lock, stock, and barrel. And I mean, I was running twice a day, and went, I'd run in the morning. I would go to the pool. I would jump rope. I would lift weights. There was nothing I wasn't doing to try to become a better runner. That had its consequences because I would just push myself so much that I would get hurt. You yeah, know? your body needed a little bit of time for recovery, and you yeah. were yeah, yeah. You and, were, in the four, you, and then the four years there, I had three stress fractures, which is like, like a hairline. You know, yeah, it's almost like what gymnasts go through, right? From like yeah. tumbling and everything else, they they put their body through so much stress that yeah, so, you know it looks it looks great in the Olympics, but like they're always all taped up and, yeah. and banged up. So, yeah. 
Uh, so coming back year after year from injury uh, was tough, but it, it made me a better, it made me mentally strong. So my junior year, I was, um, I had qualified to run the indoor uh, 5,000 meter. And at the time we used to do division two and division one uh, championships were together. So we were out in Indianapolis and this is the, the, the bookend to the, my first vivid memory of running. I remember we were a mile into the, the race and we had just gone through a mile. It was at, we went through it. I'll never forget. It was at 427 was our opening mile for this thing. Right. So mm-hmm. I'm like, I'm in over my head. Like I know, but I felt good. I'm like, I, I'm not, I, I've never started a race going this fast. Like I've run faster than that, but it, I've never started a three mile race. Right. And, you, oh, you, you pace yourself a little bit. Yeah. And there's, there was two Kenyans, uh, from Abilene Christian that I knew we were going to win. The, they were going to go first and second. Their whole team was going to win this, the, you know, the, the track championship as a team. I was the only guy from Keene State that was there. So I just said, you know, fuck it. I am going to, I'm going to give it. I'm going to take this fucking. One time, yeah. <laughs> Come on, Big Roy, one time. <laughs> so I'm running down the back stretch at the RCA Dome at Indianapolis, right. right? And I take the lead in this race. And for some reason, like the, the, the announcer, I mean, there's a lot of different field events going on and they turn to the track and at the RCA Dome, like they got the big jumbotrons and I look up and there I am and I'm leading this race. And that was when my running career ended. Like I would go on to run, but never the same way again. Yeah. Cause I felt I did it. I did it. I did what I wanted to do. I got out, I accomplished something I didn't think I was going to be able to do. I worked really hard to do it and I got really emotional and by the time we get to that same spot on the next lap, I was a dead last. <laughs> Are you serious? I'm serious. But I finished. My coach was going crazy because he knew that I uh, something was wrong. But I regrouped. Yep. You know, and I fought my way back, and I ended up getting fourth. Okay. Okay. So, so, so to me, that was amazing. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. that was like the open and shut of like I can't tell you. Like I wish I could tell you that I, I I went on to do amazing running things, but I just needed to get. That self-satisfaction, I did it. But that's like, that uh, it. it's kind of amazing. Honestly, while you're talking, I'm like, all right, where is this story going type of thing? And yeah. not, you know, no, I'm saying like, I'm like, all right, where's he going with this? Yeah. Like, where's he going with this? <laughs> like, all right, he's running, he's 23, he can buy beer. But yeah. but where you were going was that you 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 basically, you reached the top of the mountain and then. For me, and yeah. I, no, 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 yeah. I'm saying like. So what the hell, man? Why do they have jumbotrons? <laughs> I know. It's like the guys uh, in the NFL was, who pick off a pass and they start, listen, they, was, start nope. they start celebrating before they get to the end zone. They get the ball knocked exactly. out of their hand. I tried know? telling my son that story. He's like, yeah, dad, you know, like anybody can run. Okay, I get it. Like, I don't want to hear the story with the jumbotron again. That's, and I'm trying to imply it like in, a, in his wrestling. Yeah, he's yeah, a wrestler, yeah, yeah. So yep, he's, yep. like there's a lot of similarities with pushing yourself to the extremes. Of you know, course. He has to deal with that even as a young kid he does. Um, so, yeah, it was just... Uh, but now, my, I've been married 20 years. Yep. She was the very first person I met at Keene State. You owe a lot to this uh, newfound. Yeah. I, no, I'm saying, like, think about it. You went from, okay, you're not going to college. You know what I mean? Yeah. You're not, you're not going to do it. So you owe all of your success to Derek Thompson, basically. A roundabout way, yeah. <laughs> DT. Not only was he an exceptional line mate in hockey. I love it. Yeah. That's funny. Derek. Yeah, one of a kind, buddy. But, you know, uh, uh, I do want to just finish up that one thing that about the SATs. The coach called me the day before we were supposed to go up for training camp, and he said, hey, look, you can't run. And I said, why? He said, your SAT scores suck. 
They, yeah, but I took them again. He's they had, like, they had no, your, you didn't. They I said, your, yeah, I did. They had your old ones. The other ones were in your desk yeah. still. So I, so I go upstairs, I t- and I'm like, oh, thank God I still had this thing. these things. Like, I didn't know I was going to need it. Holy I was ineligible to run. Right. And So you, your first goal was not good. <laughs> I mean, it was not good. I, you, would you get 200 points for your name? I think, I think so, yeah. Was I think it's full, yeah, it was 400. I think I might get 350. Oh, boy. <laughs> no, but whatever it was, it wasn't quite right. good enough to compete at the at NCAA, so... So you literally, before you ran, you had to you had to go pull out the old... Uh, yeah. Yeah, no, all packed and ready to go the next day. And he called me and he said, you can't run. Right. And I said, what do you mean I can't run? You know, so he told me, and I said, no, hang on a minute. You know, let me, I got my SATs, you know, I, I have this. So I brought it up there, he took it, and it worked. So That's great. Kudos to you, man. That's a good story. Seriously, congratulations on the perseverance <laughs> and the, yeah. uh, it's, it's nice to know something resonated with you it took a little you know again it takes everybody it's everybody people are still figuring out stuff they yeah. want to do jeff or i don't know what i want to be when i grow up Tim. Did, did, i still don't know well do you think i do 30 years ago i was gonna be doing a podcast again i've said it but i thought because of my major in yeah. college which was broadcast journalism that i would have spent 30 years working in television mm-hmm. right or some type of media and uh this is about as media as I've got. I've actually been on TV a couple of times doing various things, but I did more TV in college than I've, you know what I mean? I had a show on campus called Hofstra Sports Update and uh, did the highlights of games and whatnot. And uh, But to be sitting in front of a microphone now and yeah. doing this has been a thrill for me in many different ways, the biggest being able to have an audience uh, share in the experience. So... Um, that's fascinating. So the woman you met, so you met your height, you met your, your wife. Yeah. Now I was still, I still was, uh, you know, still dating. Yep. You know, my girlfriend from high, from high school. Right. Um, but I was so singularly focused on, on running. Like literally like we came in from, from this or, for orientation. I came down one way, she came down the other way. We met in the middle and sat down and I, and she was a runner. She's a runner. Yep. She's like, Oh, you know, I, um, I gotta be on the cross country team. And I'm like, oh, so am I, oh, that's cool. And then, you know, anyway, the high school sweetheart thing, that ended. Yep. And um, I ended up dating her best friend and roommate for a little while, which is a little weird. But uh, we ended up, junior year, we ended up sealing the deal. And uh, we've been together ever since. And she, when I tell you, she is the sweetest person on the earth. I'm not making it up. She uh, she works with behavioral needs kids, autistic kids. Okay. uh, Loves it. Uh, I just have such respect for her for what she does and, and how she's able to get through to kids. And it's just, you'd have to meet her to understand, but she's just a very unique person. I'm truly blessed to have met her. Well, really that's am. awesome. That's great to hear that. Yeah. Um, I have a niece who's only 11 years younger than me because I'm the youngest of seven. And my sister had a child at 24, you know what I mean? When mm-hmm. I was... 11 years old, I was an uncle, but um, she works at the Cotting School in Lexington. Same okay. same, same setup and deal where she's dealing with uh, some some kids that are, uh, you know, dealing with some, some issues and challenges, yeah. and she's got a heart of gold. Like, people, I'm serious. I always say this stuff, but those guys are the ones that deserve the million-dollar contracts. Not, not like the athletes Absolutely. or the stupid musicians or what. It's yeah. like the people that are, you know, t- just 
I'm blown away at how we have things backwards in this country. Mm -hmm. Not that I can change it, but it's like the teachers, you know, yeah, doctors deserve money. Absolutely. Like, but where are your priorities? Like the people that are actually making a difference in, in other human beings lives, like rescuing or saving people from themselves or just literally doing God's work. Mm -hmm. I mean, they do it for nothing, but they're the ones that should get paid, man. Like, tell me about it. And, and, um, I work for a medical device company now, right? And was in sales for a long time, but yeah, got yep. squeezed out by the younger kids, you know, the, the more attractive younger kids. The go-getters. Yeah, the yeah, go-getters. yeah, yeah. Um, I knew that was coming for a long time, but I always would be amazed. I'm like, I can't believe they pay me what they pay me. And she works 10 times harder than right. I do. You know, yeah. it just doesn't make, didn't make any sense. But. Yeah, yeah. And you're talking to another sales guy that, you know, has yeah. had some ups and downs and some big commission months and yeah. some other stuff. And I'm like, and that's what I always say. When I die, I don't want to be like, hey, that Tim Dahl, man, he was a good salesman. Like, exactly. I, that's, I really, it actually kind of feels dirty. I don't want to be, I want to be known as a good human. Like, yeah. could you just write, uh, he was a great guy <laughs> that occasionally made me laugh. And it made his quota once in a while. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And, uh, you know, and I'm not one to just do the minimum. Like, yeah. I, I, I'm driven. You know what I mean? I, mm-hmm. I want to do things to the best of my ability at all times. Like, I, I want to do the most I can do, not the least I can do to get by. And I always say this, like even in high school, I struggled academically in honors classes getting like B minuses and Cs. But I felt like I was learning so much more than if I had just taken like the college prep classes and gotten A's because we were just learning at a quicker rate. And and again, I'm not a genius. Hey, I I'm I struggle. No, but you, know you what worked I mean? hard. You know, but I worked hard. Yeah. I just said, screw it. I'm gonna dig in and I'm gonna try to learn as much as I can. And uh, so every decision I think I've made, right or wrong, I've tried to be the best at no matter what I do. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, and 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 uh, there's days I scratch my head and go, man, I've gotten nowhere. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah, how am I? I, I, I'm, I I'm right I, there with you, man. I hear you. And I don't mean nowhere. Mm-hmm. I just mean, ah, I thought I'd be somewhere else, maybe. Yeah, I mean, I, although I did not ever think that I would, you know, basically I spent 15 years in the OR, and I would commute down from Wells. I moved to Wells. It's, a, it's actually an interesting story. So I was work. I taught school for a little while. I spent a year at Northfield Mount Hermon uh, teaching phys ed. Then I, I got back into hockey, oddly. They, they needed a hockey coach for the JV team, yep. so I did that. I coached the uh, cross-country team and the track team and the ice hockey junior varsity team. Really strange. Like, for my first experience at a prep school, I had, you know, obviously I wasn't going to prep school. <laughs> um, but these kids were, like, from all over the world. I mean, they were beautiful. Uh, I was a dorm parent, so I, you know, obviously living on campus. The kid across the hall from me was Jed Waldo Emerson, right? So obviously he's a descendant of right. Waldo Emerson, and then there's like a, a there's a, a son of a prince from Lebanon, like the next door down. It was just a really strange yeah, dynamic, you a know. Good mix. Um, but then that was a one year deal. Um, I made every two weeks three hundred seventy seven dollars and sixty six cents. I'll never forget it. <laughs> For two weeks, right? <laughs> so. Went back to Keen, moved back to Keene, took a job in sales doing, um, selling timber frame homes with a friend of mine. Okay. All over New England. It was awesome. Um, did that for four years. I got two phone calls on January 5th of 2005. The first one was them telling me that they're filing for bankruptcy. Now, I'm in Maine, 
I have my house, the foundation is capped. I'm, I'm living, I'm building a timber frame home so that I can sell these things. Yep. Out of my home, you know, I love the job. It was great. I was all over the new England. I would take my dog with me and I, you know, it just, just it was awesome. Five minutes later, after that call, my wife calls and says she's pregnant. Oh, wow. Yeah. yeah. A lot going so, on. Yeah, yeah. I was right, driving through a gunkwit center when this out, when this happened and, you know, I'm trying to express my, my joy about becoming right. a dad. Right. And uh, at the same time, dealing with the fact that everything, all my income is now on hold. I've got a house that's half built. She's living in, in, in West Millie, New Hampshire, near Keene. And I'm kind of GC in my house and getting that. And I'm, so I'm in my truck. I'm, I'm kind of like bumming places to live, people I know, you know, this, that, and the other. So um, I reached out to my mom. I said, hey, look, here's the deal. I don't have a job right now. Right. And by right. the way, you're going to be a Grandma. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, I got some good news and some not so good news. Which one do you want to hear first? Yeah. So, uh, sh- so she reached out to. Uh, she works in an operating room at Sims. You know, she was she's a surgical tech at Sims for most of her adult life. And when Sims closed, she went to Lee Clinic. Uh, so she said, "I'll ask around, see if anybody." She's like, "You got a good personality for sales." Sure. And I said, "Okay." And then in March of that year, I got the job. And it was, it's a sports medicine, well, it's a huge company, but the division I worked for was sports medicine. And everything that I was, I had learned at Keene State, all this anatomy and physiology, even though right. like I just signed up for it, I'm like, yeah, I'll teach gym. Okay. I didn't really put a lot of thought into it. Right. I just figured I just wanted to go to college. All that stuff was immensely useful in getting that job. And it was a fantastic job. I mean, I can't tell you how exciting it was to be in the OR and watching people have their rotator cuff fixed or their ACL fixed. And, you know, there'd be like professional athletes getting their right. like, kit. It's, it was awesome. And after five years, I loved it. And then uh, it just sort of kind of fizzled out. You know, I, like I said, off the air, I was like, I've been really good at comp- compartmentalizing my whole life. It's yep. like, you know, I do this. Yep. And then when I'm done with that, I do this. And then I do this. And so it being a 1099 independent contractor, they could just say any day, like, you're done. Right. Okay. I was 100% commission. Like, I had no thought to fall back on. So as the kid, my second as my second kid was born, you start to think, I don't know. I really want to be this. But the money was good. Like, right, I just, right, I, I, right. It was so hard to leave it, you know. So I kind of went for like five years, think, waking up every day thinking, today's the day I'm going to get fired. Or not fired, but, you know, they got to move in a different direction. Sure. They wanted to move all the sales reps in. Yeah, and that's a tough way to live every day. You know what I mean? To wake up. Because I, I, I've. Similarly, I, like I said, I've been, God, uh, you know, I've mentioned it before, just on uh, on tape, like on my resume, it looks like a train wreck, you know? And I'm like, well, there's a little bit of an explanation yeah. to all yeah. of it. If you, if you want to give me a couple minutes, I'll be happy to fill you in. But <laughs> sometimes I, I don't want to even waste, not waste the time, but just get into it, you know? I'm yeah. like, uh, you know. I'm I'm where I am today, and I'm happy to be alive and kicking. And exactly, I always oh, say man, you look great. I, mean, I feel I, good. I never thought that every road I ever took in my life was going to lead me to the studio. Yeah, today. well, and well, yeah, that's <laughs> same, same. I I didn't think my life would bring me back to Cambridge, you know, slash Arlington either, um, to do this project. But uh, my sister Erin's still in Arlington um, with this whole COVID and everything. We're not. We don't. Th- I don't get to see her much, but my parents now live up in Wells down the street. From oh, me. nice. And they're, I mean, they're in their seventies. They're, they're both healthy, you know, and that's great, but they're COVID, you know. Yeah. Conscientious. Stay out. Yeah. Yeah. Nicely, COVID, you know, so I like that. Out. COVID conscientious. CC. 
Yeah, yeah, but everybody's parents have been like that, you yeah. know? It's, uh, people, you know, we've been, you know, unfortunately my parents are, are no longer here, but it, people have been shopping for their parents and doing things, you know, yeah. I get it, you know, stay home and, and, and stay safe. Yeah. Yeah, it's kind of the, the world we're living in. So it worked out that, you know, my sales career did end two years ago, but they hired me on and now I'm working in medical education. Yep. It's a little strange having a nine to five gig. You know, that uh, never had that. You know, once I left teaching, yep. it, for 20 years, I basically was on the road right. doing something. You know, it's just, I don't mind the drive. I drive all the time. doesn't bother me a bit. So going to a place where I have to, I'm in, uh, in Andover, so I'm still coming down this okay. way. Um, so this is it's a little strange. Yeah, yeah. What do you do for fun? I mean, what, do you, what, what you got a guilty pleasure or anything? Any crazy hobbies? Any side, yes. any side hustles? Uh, not a side hustle. No, no side hustles. I am... Um, See the the inner geek in me is a I collect money. And okay, I know it's kind of currency. Know, oh no shit, we all collect money. Yeah, no, I like, can, hey, you want to listen? You should see my collection of money. No, <laughs> I collect like old old paper money. Okay, so I've got a really cool collection of that. It's uh, yeah, it's kind of yeah. It's uh, for all the people that make fun of me for asking that question. Yeah. Like, uh, why do you ask that question? So I can find out that <laughs> people yeah. like Jeff Sullivan are weird. No, I am kidding. weird. Yeah. And, you know, I'm. I can't wait to the. You know, I buy something. I usually I get it at an auction. You know, to come, it's all online and everything. So the stuff will come in, and I'm just so excited to show my wife's. Oh, that's great. Uh, yeah, 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 that's great. You're spending our money Go, for money that you spend, can't spend. Yeah, like, that's just hilarious. doesn't make any sense. But uh, my son is starting to take a little interest in it, which is good. It's always good to have a shared interest with your son. Yep. Yeah. Uh, I, again, like I'm blessed. My son's 11. My daughter's 15, and they. My daughter is. The smartest person I've ever met. I mean, she is she is so academically she gets, driven. Gets that from your the mom. The complete opposite. Yeah, yeah of, gets that from your mom. Yeah, yeah. Uh, no. from, from her mom. <laughs> uh, but as far as fun goes, uh, my wife and I joke about this. Uh, she's like, you know, when I married you, when I agreed to marry you, you were a hundred and thirty-five pound two-time All-American distance runner, and now you're a 200-pound functional alcoholic with a oh, golfing problem. Oh, boy. That's <laughs> nice. All tongue-in-cheek, of course. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I'm like, yeah, honey, but that's just the way life goes. So the beers and the golf, that's the... Like, I only did it so I could get you. That's it. That's funny. <laughs> that's a, Those are two good habits to have. Yeah. I think I think many in our class would relate to, uh, to indulging in a little bit of both of those. I know I do. Yeah, I've I got a really good group of guys that I golf with up in Southern Maine. We do trips every now and then. Um, Jeff Maldonis, who lives yep. um, just the next town over, see him once in a while. We don't really hang out much, but when we're there, when I when I go to the links and, and see him, and you know, it's easy conversation with him always. Yeah. In fact, um, it was him who broke the news to me about Chris, and I was on Facebook. But I don't. I wasn't really connected to Arlington all that much, mm-hmm. you know, and I, I certainly wasn't. I've, I've, I've become a little bit more talkative on Facebook, but then I really wasn't. I was just using it for updates and stuff yep. like that. Basically just, I don't know. I don't really know what the hell is you. Yeah, yeah, I get it. So he, I was a month, it was a month after Chris had passed that, okay. that about roughly around there that, that Jeff Maldonis told me. And Tim, when I tell you it, it just stopped me in my tracks. Right. I mean, Chris is someone that I, okay, I haven't really thought of in a long time. But I always, if I ever bumped into him, I figured we could just pick up where we left off. Sure. You know, and he was, he was really instrumental to me because I knew him from hockey. We grew up together playing hockey. And right. 
coming from St. Agnes and going to Arlington High was a bit of a culture shock, you know, where you're a you know, big fish in a small pond at right. St. Agnes and you go to Arlington High, you can get swallowed up. And Chris bridged that gap for me. Yeah, you know, I, he, I, I remember yeah, that. I yeah. do. I, I, yeah. I remember that. Yep. Yeah, he was, um, he was really helped me get you know, into our, like get around at Arlington yeah, yeah. and introduce me to a lot of people. Yeah, you know, he definitely, he, he definitely did. I, I remember that uh, mm-hmm. vividly him acclimating you and, and others. Cause um, he was also involved with uh, like St. Eulalius up in that neck of the woods and, and doing like camps and some yep. other stuff. Um, so it's funny how religion can do that. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Where just, in a, or just like groups, you know what I mean? Um, but I, I distinctly only really remember you from like Chris being like, yeah. "Hey, this is Jeff. Like, he's cool. Yeah. You know, what I mean, he plays hockey. He's da da da." And and that's, that's he's I, dumb as a box of rocks, but he's an all right guy. Ah, well, <laughs> he can he, he can beat the he can beat the snot out of Kenyans on the track. <laughs> no, no, and, I can't. Until he no, looks until he looks up at the monitor. Um. So when he when when he told me that, I mean, I. It's only been a couple of times in my adult life where I've been stopped out of my tracks like that. And he, I was with a bunch of guys who were drinking and nobody knew Chris. Yeah. Like, there's no relation there whatsoever except me. So right. I remember going and sitting in my car and I was, you've played at the links. Mm-hmm. So, you know, like that, there's that ninth, the ninth hole kind of, yep. my car was parked alongside there. And when Chris and I were freshmen, we saw the movie Stand By Me together. Yep. We went out to the movies. We cool. went to see the movie Stand By Me. Great movie. And I think we went to Lynn Sullivan's house. I don't know if you were there or not, but there was a bunch, there was a bunch of people there. And again, mm-hmm. Chris was like my comfort friend. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. Like I was, I didn't know those kids really all that well. But man, I sat in the car and that image of that opening scene in Stand By Me when, the, when he's talking about, and it just, I mean, I sat there for 45 minutes and just didn't move. Right. And I felt like, I can't believe like I didn't make an effort to reach out. You know, it just it just it crushed me. Like yeah, I get and it. Ever since then, I've tried to be a little bit more, you know, engaging to people from Arlington. And I just I just feel like I don't know. You can't. It's tough to verbalize I, it, but it just no. it just well, it broke my heart, man. It no, just of course. Heart. I believe me. I get that. You know, a hundred percent. And I've said to uh, to people, I've said to my like group of guy friends, like you know, whatever you might have a group text with fifteen guys, like I said, that are in your fantasy football league, and you know, everything over over social media or texting, it can be easy, right? It's easy to just to say, "Hey, Bing," in a second on a text, and I think. 90% of the population would probably tell you myself included. I'll raise my hand. It's just easier than like talking on the phone mm-hmm. too. Like it's like, uh, I'd rather send a text 99% exactly. of the time the than, than, than yeah. call me. Uh, hey, what time are you going to be there? Okay. Thanks. Um, why am I going to call you? It's going to take 30 seconds for the dial to even get through. Ring. Mm-hmm. Hey, yeah. Sully, what time are you going to be there? Okay, great. Thanks. Yeah. See you then. Like it's, it's like <laughs> yeah. you're having, a four-second conversation as opposed to a four-minute conversation. Um, but I made a I made a point when when Chris did pass to say I'm not okay with just like group texting and everything mm-hmm. else. Like we have to we have to uh, check in face to face like at least once every six months. You know. Yeah. Um. So I've 
pretty much stuck to that. Like guys, you know, guys that I've, cause it's, again, you can, what, what's everyone's answer going to be like, Hey, how have you been? You're going to yeah, say, good, yeah, yeah, fine. Everything's great. What's yeah. Good with you? Anything? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, that's going to be the, the norm, right? <clears throat> no one's ever going to say like, Hey, I'm actually, I'm actually having a tough time yeah. or, um, geez, funny. You should ask. I'm, I'm, I'm hurting. You know, yeah. most guys don't say like, Hey, uh, I could actually use a friend mm-hmm. or I need some help or, um, I, I, you know, I'd actually, there's something on my mind. You have a minute to talk. Like I would never say no if somebody presented that to me. Right. <clears throat> Excuse me. But, um, it's just not in your nature to do it. It's like it, anyone's going to ask me, how you doing? I'm going to be like, I'm fine. Even if I'm not fine. And then if someone knows you're not fine, they're going to ask you every five minutes. Like, you okay? I'm fine. Are you okay? I'm fine. Yeah. Stop asking. <laughs> so. Long story long, um, it, it you know, events happen and they definitely shape and change mm-hmm. how how and who you are and, and maybe how you react to things. And that was definitely one for me. So, yeah, it, I mean, I still like because Chris used to spend his summers up in, um, yeah. in York yep. and would go work at the Goldenrod. So yep. and I lived the next town up. So and I'm by there. So I just, you know, I'm constantly being reminded of what a great friendship I had with him and what a great experience I had in high school. And a lot of it was due to him being willing to be like, Hey, come on, these guys are cool. You could, you, you'd be friends with these guys. Yeah. You know, that's great. So it's a good way to end it. It's yeah. a good way to leave it. I'm saying it's a, it's a nice note to, to wrap it up with. Listen, I really appreciate you coming down here. No, I thanks do. for having me, Tim. And again, uh, it just it's been awesome listening to everybody's stories that uh, I hope to keep connecting with people. Yeah, I hope so um, too. I hope you continue to do it. I mean, it's been uh, it's it's honestly I've said it to you a thousand times. It's been greatly appreciated your um you know your support of everything I'm doing and um yeah, keep finding people. It's yeah, fun actually. It, is fun. it actually you know and you'll hear some kooky crazy stuff. Uh, there's a, I always say this, but I'm like oh yeah, there's so much more to come. Yeah. Uh, so again, I appreciate you taking the time to come no, down I, and I, I, he's not the other Jeff Sullivan. He's just Jeff Sullivan. One last thing before you, before yeah. you wrap it up. So I have two vivid memories, right? Yep. From Arlington high one. By the time I was a junior, when Jeff Sullivan was sick and what it was, we were in the same homeroom. I would go home. That's he was, his name was on the, on the, so we never had the same classes together. Right. Right. He wasn't in like algebra three, like I was. Right. That's funny. <laughs> uh, and the second one was, I will never forget. Be with Chris O'Neill, going to watch my very first field hockey game. I've never been to one. Standing about 10 feet away from Ellen Avesis and her taking a field hockey ball and smashing all of her teeth. Oh, man. And I think of her, I've never, I haven't talked to her since high school, right? But I think of her probably 15 times a year whenever I see a sports injury. I think of that because I can hear her teeth oh. shattering. And Chris and I looked at each other saying, Oh boy. (laughs) Anyway, that's too funny. Listen, yeah, thanks so much for coming down, Jeff. All right, buddy. Appreciate it. Hey, Tim. Hey, Jeff Sullivan. It's Ellen Avisis. I am just responding to poor Jeff's recollection of um, Arlington High field hockey. and the accident that he witnessed, like I'm mortified. That's not the um, impression that any freshman um, field hockey player wants to 
have someone remember. And um, I'm like the Joe Theismann or Gordon Hayward of Jeff Sullivan's mind. So in a way, I'm impressed, but in a way, I'm mortified. So I'm sorry that you've carried that on for years. Um, I'm sure I was trying to show off and um, yeah, and that happened. But I'm, I'm sorry you missed out on the athletic performance of my team and um, just the awesomeness of, of that um, game. But um, I'll never forget after that happened, um, the freshman coach said to me, Ellen, were your teeth always that crooked? Like I had no idea that um, I got four of my teeth knocked out. Not my whole set of teeth like Jeff indicated, <laughs> but just four. Um, and then I was rushed off to like emergency care. And I'll never forget being on, I think it was Appleton Road, Dr. O'Connor. And um, I heard a, like a ruckus in the um, waiting room. And they, they were yelling at someone saying, you can't visit her. She's under anesthesia. And um, But uh, she came in and um, it was Cindy Anderson. And um, I'll never forget her just barging in, like all my friends did. But she barged in to check on me. And um, that's just kind of the friend that, um, that she was and all my friends were. Um, and then the the um, was the reaction, and he'll laugh. But um, Andy Beard called me wooden teeth, and gave me a hard time for not going back in in the third period because that's what hockey players would do. But anyways, I didn't. I was out for the season. I was a wimp. But um, yeah, so my awkwardness as a high school field hockey player, <laughs> I pretty much calved it. Um, yeah. And um, Jeff, I, I am just so impressed that you knew how to pronounce my last name, Avisus, and uh, think think the you know highly of you, and sorry that you had to experience. But anyways, Tim, thank you so much for hosting these podcasts. And if anything, I think about you know what I share with my kids. I don't share. I don't. I didn't have many glory days. I had very fun days. But I think they hear you know my interactions with you. Renee, Christine, and my friends, and Karen, Amy, Noreen, and I just love and treasure like those friendships and those calls we have. So we've got something special. So thank you for capturing this and love you, kid. Love you, Jeff. Talk to you guys and hope we can get together for our 35th. Bye.